Hi, this is Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 165, recorded on Monday the 23rd of January 2017. And the time at the beginning of the show is 11.33 and 33 seconds. Let's start off with the news. And today, I do this occasionally... I like to tell people what the show is about because I don't have that many listeners and I'm guessing some of the listeners, probably a good few of the listeners, don't really know what the show is about. So I thought I'd mention that just briefly. If you already know what it's about, I do apologise. I'll only take a second. Roy's Rocket Radio is an update of everything that is of importance to creative geeks In one podcast. By the way, my constant reference to creative is intentional, because as well as being a tech-mad sci-fi fantasy and horror nerd, I am also an unagented writer. There are a lot of us out there. Because I can't possibly cover every single thing that's going on out there, Consider this a personal summary of everything that this nerd, i.e. me, has found fascinating over the last week or so, roughly, and also what I'm doing to get myself out there as a writer, tinkerer, and podcaster. The show is roughly divided into two parts, consisting of a general overview of geeky tidbits, followed by a longer piece, either about my own endeavours to get published, my continuing Doctor Who viewing marathon, or an interview. And we've had some amazing ones with people from the world of entertainment. Check out some old episodes if you don't believe me. So, whether you're a gearhead, typomaniacal, genre-quiller, Wow, that's a mouthful. Or Film Nut, this is the podcast you are looking for. Yeah, sorry. Expect to download approximately one episode per week. And that's the waffly bit for today. Now let's get on with the rest of the show. So, some more personal news. Less clicking and clacking. Hopefully you'll notice that in this podcast. Because I'm reading my show notes from my phone. I've given up trying to use the keyboard or the mouse silently. It seems to be absolutely impossible, even though I'm using a dynamic mic, which apparently does not pick up as much background noise as a condenser mic, but it does pick up my keyboard, unfortunately. So hopefully this week and from now on, you're going to hear less clicking and clacking and also less of me saying, oh, I've lost my place, give me a second, because I've got the phone right in front of my face, so I can't possibly lose my way. And as I say that, my thumb is covering over the next bit, so guess what? I've lost my place. No, I haven't. Only joking. Okay, next, Amazon cock-ups. Right, now, I've been doing a lot of Amazoning lately and I had to get a few refunds and what's happened is they've accidentally refunded and cancelled the delivery of my Amphigori book that's a subset of Edward Gorey's collected works. Look him up, really good illustrator, artist, writer, dead now. 
But the point is, they cancelled it. Really annoying. Why is there no one you can phone at Amazon? I did have a look, and I couldn't find anyone to phone, so if you know, let me know. Because it would be nice to speak to a human. Anyway, I suppose I'll have to reorder the damn thing. Okay, next. I'll move on to TV. CBBS. The BBC has a group of programmes under the heading CBBS. It is also available via iPlayer. And somehow through BBC America, that I have no idea how you do that. Anyway, the point is, it is stuff full of geeky fare. I noticed that recently when I was at a loss for something to watch. I had a look and yeah, there were quite a few shows that piqued my interest. Including The Worst Witch from 2017. This is the welcome return of the proto-potter, the worst witch, which has been going since 1998. 19 years. I mean, not every year, but that's when the show first came to TV. That's the worst witch 2017. Well worth a watch. Quite light, quite funny. I noticed there's a show called Eve, from 2016. Don't know much about this, but from what I've seen from the trailers, it looks like it's a sort of human's junior for the adults. Okay, we're no longer on BBC. We're now moving over to Netflix. There is the OA, the OA, letter OA, from 2016. This looks like an intriguing sci-fi horror mystery from Netflix, starring Brit Marling, and it seems to be getting a lot of attention and good reviews from other people. I haven't seen it yet, but that is on my watch list. So expect more on these shows in coming weeks. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, I started watching Class, really just to tell you what it's about. This is BBC Three's iPlayer-only show from 2016. It is a Doctor Who spin-off, and I won't say much more than that because you can rewind to a previous podcast and see what I said about it, or just Google it yourself. But the point is, I had this on my box set list, but because of a stupid error on my part, I watched the last episode first, then only had the heart to watch the penultimate episode, mainly because it was all about my favourite character, Miss Quill. Thus, I have discovered another hazard of box setting. In addition to having to avoid spoilers, there is also the user's own stupid fingers. Movies. The Return of Xander Cage 2017, haven't seen this yet, but from what I have seen of the trailers, it seems to be a liberal dose of The Fast and the Furious mixed with only a smidgen of the original Triple X. So I'm not sure if I'm that stoked to see it. Jack 
Reacher, never go back from 2016. This is an okay action movie from the long-running series of Lee Child's novels, first brought to the screen in Jack Reacher 2012. Yeah, it was that long ago. This seems to be a little less atmospheric and dark than the first, not least due to the absence of the Werner, Werner Herzog, and of course, the Cruise, Tom Cruise, is getting a little long in tooth for these roles. I think, and um, I've said this before, that it's really time for him to play his age. He did it in Collateral back in 2004 and looked amazing. Besides, white haired, buzz cut, or bald and bad, if he's wearing a piece, I mean, who really knows? He can pull it off. It works for Mark Strong, and he's a lot younger than Tom Cruise. Okay, in this particular movie, the ex-MP military policeman, a major, Jack Reacher, a profession, by the way, my ex-corporal father assures me makes you exceedingly unpopular in the army, get sucked into a mystery involving some rather nasty military contractors. The rest is all bish, bash, bosh, which is at least mildly entertaining. Though I've got to wonder at Tom Cruise's amazing combat skills that are much better than even James Bond. And rival even Bourne, Jason Bourne that is. Seems highly unlikely. And the other thing that I question is why an undercover bad guy would drive this bazillion dollar Maserati. Not exactly inconspicuous. Another film I watched, and this was on TV the other night, was Welcome to the Punch from 2013. This heat light Brit flick is truly terrible, watchable only for the lady killers like giggly scene of Peter Mullen, James McAvoy and Mark Strong threatening to blow Granny away. That was pretty funny. And on to technology. Today I'm going to talk about a few CES highlights. CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, came and went in Las Vegas just like the majority of you, my only participation was listening, watching, and reading to what other tech journos lucky enough to be employed thought about it. And then come to my own conclusions. I heard that Amazon's Alexa and third-party devices using Alexa or homegrown versions of voice assistants as well as Chromebooks and the almost poster thin, which is a slight exaggeration, TVs were all things that were big. There was also the super cheap, super retro boy that looks like the original Game Boy and is a clone of that device with the addition of a colour screen and the ability to play all carts up to the Game Boy Advanced caught my eye. 
but is due in August 2017, and there are actually better and cheaper options available right now that we will cover in a future show. Other things of note were new electric autonomous and concept cars. Those were really massive. VR and AR were also a thing and featured in a video on the CES homepage, which ironically was not mobile friendly. Well done, CES. Next, Vine, Twitter's Vine site on which users uploaded six-second looping video has come and gone as well. It was recently replaced with the deplorable and pointless Vine app for iOS and Android, which uploads directly to Twitter. I suppose I can see Twitter's point of view in undiluting their wares, but tell that to the unhappy Vine users, and no doubt the even more unhappy, short-lived superstars of the platform. And now, on to part two. And yes, we are going to talk about writing once more. Let's start off with my constant moan over the last few months about lacking a place to write. And what can I say? I have failed you miserably this past week. What with applying for ridiculously low-paid jobs and generally faffing about, I have barely looked at my work, which is really a disgrace. I could tell you that this is all down to not having a place to write, which is true, but that is true of many other writers and it doesn't stop them. And now, on to the good news. Today was productive. For the first time in months and months, I really got stuck in. I got up early, miraculously found free parking, headed for Pret-a-Manger, spent £4.05 on an appallingly average latte and a really disgusting coconut thing, which I couldn't finish. What a rip-off. But I did start doing some writing in there while I was not enjoying my coffee and snack. Later on, I went to the library and that proved a little better, at least in the morning and not in the evening when the librarians, impatient to get home, start hassling people to pack up. The point is, despite the setbacks, after months of very little in the space of one morning, I have re-edited six of 14 chapters that I have written so far of my horror novel, Blackgate. If you remember, I had to remove some extraneous plotting, and that is what I have done. See, I'm back on a roll and feeling much better than I have done in months, and that's mainly because I'm writing again. Next, marketing my writing. Yeah, and now this isn't so great. I joined a few Facebook groups lately in order to find a market for my work and also to find media-related work and networking opportunities, even unpaid work, and guess what? Total waste of time. One group was trying to sell the gullible 
into paying for writing competitions. You know, ye old pay-to-pitch con that I've warned you about before. Another group was there to dangle morsels of low-paid or unpaid work to the desperate. In respect of both of those groups, welcome to writing and welcome to show business. I won't reveal the names of these groups because I am not sure if they are total rip-offs or whether I just caught the user status updates on the wrong day, but I do just ask that my fellow wannabe creatives stay vigilant for scams that are after your money and just time wasters that aren't leading to anything. One last thing, be careful how much time you spend marketing yourself because you may find that you have lost valuable writing time. Remember, you're going to need to grow those prize, plump, unpecked cherries with your own hands in order to sell them at the goblin market. Yeah, that was a reference to something. You're just going to have to Google it. Okay, next, foreshadowing. Now, you know that technical nitty-gritty thingy in writing where you drop little hints of something that is to come later? It's supposedly a thing you have to learn, but you know what? I instinctively do it. I have never been taught to do this, never having been on a creative writing course, but it just so happens that I do it unconsciously, which would be absolutely great, except for one little thing. I hate doing it because I think it detracts from suspense. That's something to consider if you are on a creative writing course. Just remember, not everything you are told is a law that you must follow. That's what I think. And that's just about it for the show today. Thanks for listening. I've just got one more request if you enjoy this show, because I now do need some help. I'm finally finding hosting fees a little difficult to maintain. So if you like Roy's Rocket Radio, let me know whether you would consider tossing a few spondoolies, that is money, my way via Patreon. I haven't set anything up yet, as I don't know if listeners are willing, but whatever you can afford would be appreciated. Needless to say, if you can't afford anything, at least tell a friend about Roy's Rocket Radio. Finally, you can contact me via the web or email by going to roymartha.com, that's R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R.com. My Twitter handle is at roymartha, R-O-Y-M-A-T-H-U-R. And there is a hashtag for the show called hashtag Roy's Rocket Radio. Finally, finally, finally please review in iTunes. That is incredibly important so I can tell how well or how badly I'm doing. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening. This was Roy's Rocket Radio episode 165, recorded on Monday, the 23rd of January, 2017. And the time at the end of the show is 11.57 and 22 
Sagans. Bye for now. Bye.